Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Seaton, there are things in life that are okay to cheap out on. You know, if you go to the car wash, just get the express wash. Yeah. Just a rinser. Right. And you can tidy it up at home. But speaking of cars, the one thing you should never cheap out on is your battery. I'm no tech, but I can tell you that you don't want to be with a bad battery, especially with winter around the corner, and no one wants to end up with a lifelong. My buddy Mark has a car. He was over at my place the other day. Notoriously cheap Mark. Mark. His nickname. Mark's car battery, I'm not kidding, the other day in Vermont, died in my front yard, and I had to jump his car to get him home. Come on, Mark. Get it together. Get it together, Mark. Go to Interstate Battery. That's why you need Interstate Battery. I'm talking to you, Mark. America's number one replacement battery brand. And the battery auto techs prefer three times more than the other brands. Keep your car prepared for anything, especially with winter. Get a quick battery test today to find out if your battery is going to go bad. And make sure you let your family know to check their batteries, too. Come on, family. Find your closest Interstate Batteries dealer at interstatebatteries.com. You can also check them out at Facebook. Interstate Batteries. They're made for you. They're made for Mark. They're outrageously dependable. Check out your batteries at interstatebatteries.com. That's interstatebatteries.com. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Dan Patrick. Season's greetings from all of us at the Dan Patrick Show. Only the best people work on holidays. Dan and the Danettes are off. That's what we do for the holidays. <laughs> but the Dan Patrick Show continues straight on into 2020. Uh, who here has their house decorated? Yeah, we got all kinds of little special things that we have like around the door. And Can you bring in a picture? Yeah, I can take a picture. Yeah. He brings in a company to decorate his house for Christmas. I, I think I'm less lazy more. Just I just know my limitations and I can't. Uh, can't you can't handle Hang some, something up and another man can. That's correct. But the playoffs are approaching, and college bowl season is here. From the Mercedes-Benz Studios in Los Angeles, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, yeah. It is the Dan Patrick Show, but this is obviously not Dan Patrick. I am Chris Broussard, alongside my partner, Rob Parker, and we are the odd couple filling in for Dan Patrick. We're honored to do that on this holiday, during this holiday week, and we have got a great show for you guys today. Later on in the show, you also get the chance to call in and voice your opinions with us, 877-996-6369, and uh, we will be joined in the bottom of this hour by Hugh Jackson, the former NFL coach. Great time to talk to him. Obviously, uh, it's the Monday after the regular season. They call it Black Monday. A lot of guys will be getting the pink slips already. Has happened to Freddie Kitchens. And and Chris, uh, Pat Shermer just got fired in New York for the Giants. It was just reported on Breaking NFL news. Network. Yep. All right, there it is. So now you got two jobs open. Probably a few more going to 
uh, happen as well. So lot of talk, lot to talk to NFL wise. You just heard the voice of my man Rob Parker. What's happening, man? How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I don't know about you. You know they call this Black Monday, but. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is always black for me. So, <laughs> you don't know about me? I, you, you know both of us, right? It is, no doubt yes. about it. But it is Black Monday in the NFL. And, yes, well, guys will start losing their jobs, most deserving so. A lot of disappointment in the NFL this year, Chris. And we'll, uh, we'll uh, get to that and a lot of stuff. So we're definitely honored, privileged to uh, fill in for Dan Patrick and the Danettes. Well, you mentioned disappointment in the NFL, and obviously some of the the immediate storylines that come to mind are the Dallas Cowboys and Cleveland Browns, who most people had both of them making the playoffs. Some even had both of those teams in the Super Bowl, and yet they don't even make the postseason. But there are other disappointments as well, and one of them is still playing, and that would be the New England Patriots. Now, maybe they'll right the ship and have some some great unforeseen postseason run that nobody hardly expects. But right now, coming off a bad loss to the Miami Dolphins in Foxborough, no less, this is a game, Rob, that they really needed to win. Obviously, they were already in the playoffs. Obviously, they already had won the AFC East. But what, what was on the line was a first-round playoff bye. All you had to do was beat the Miami Dolphins, who actually, credit them, they played fairly well for the second half of the season. They were terrible at the start of the year. They were the punching yep. bag. People were putting up 40 and 50 points against them. It was really, really bad. And for the, Check this out, Rob. Over the second half of the season, guess what their record was? Four and four? Five and four. Unbelievable. Well, that's a little more than the second half. But right, think right. about that. Nine games. Five and four. That was, <laughs> it is amazing. And the other, the other team I saw, which was crazy, the Patch... The Pats were 4-4, four and four, uh, I think, in their last eight, Chris. Yes. And uh, remember, they all started off, people thought they were going to be undefeated or whatever. That talk was, was, was crazy. Silly. Even when yeah. they were winning the game, yeah, they weren't beating anybody. Silly. And the Jets, surprisingly, guess what they finished in their last nine? Six and three. Yes. Crazy. That still doesn't make your playoff prediction any uh, See, any, did I go there? Right. Did I go there? <laughs> you were, you wanted to. I didn't. You I got, wanted to. I'm That's good. the only reason to bring up the Jets today. I'm I'm good on my other predictions, and you know it. I'm glad we're really? working today. Chargers in the Super no, Bowl? No, see, there you go. <laughs> I mean, did, was that not a prediction? Yes, it was. All right. But what about... What about I'm just the, saying, slow your roll before you before you start talking like you Muhammad Ali. All I'm saying is you got Ravens to win the division. I said no uh, Pittsburgh. I said um, what was the other team in there? Uh, no Browns. And I also said the Cowboys wouldn't make the playoffs. Those yeah. are some big ones. And a lot of people, you just said it. People were talking about the Cowboys and uh, the Browns and, you know, what was going to happen for those guys, and none of it happened. I had both in the playoffs. Yeah, it was very disappointing. But I, was, I agree with you, though. The Patriots and what they did yesterday at Foxborough to lose that game in a must-win, seriously, like for your playoff yep. run to have a bye, Chris, which they would have, and then a home game is huge. It is huge. And they gave it up in the final seconds. Of the game to the to uh, um, Miami, so they have to they have to play a, a, a wild card game against the Titans, and then they, they hit the road. Playing some good football, absolutely. I the Titans would be the team that got the wild that last wild card spot in the AFC. 
They run the ball like nobody's business, led by Derrick Henry, who led the league in rushing. Uh, they're going to be tough. Here's how important, though, Rob. You said it. How important it was for the Patriots to win that game. Here's Here it is by the numbers. The New England Patriots, we know they've reached nine Super Bowls. They've never reached a Super Bowl, let alone won it, won any of their six, without a first-round bye. So history tells us they're done. History tells us they have no chance of getting to the Super Bowl or winning it this year, and, if and, you believe the history. Right. And, and one more thing, Tom Brady, since 2001, obviously that's the start of his career, 27 and 20, 27 and 7 in the playoffs when he has a bye in the, you know, bye seasons, three and three without the bye. Right. Very pedestrian so right there. It says a lot. And uh, I'm with you. So, so you could act like, and a lot of Patriots fans and a lot of guys were on Twitter and they were like, oh, you can't count the Patriots out and this and that. And the only thing, Chris, you could draw off of their history and act like what happened this year didn't matter. But if you were just honest with looking at where they were, what they did, you can't feel that good. They won only. They only beat one team with a winning record, I believe. One that uh, when they beat um, what was that two weeks ago? I just forgot the team. They had a nice win uh, recently against uh, who was that? Bob G. The, the Bills. Bills. That was the only the team that well, they, they beat. beat. The Bills twice. All right, then that's those are their two wins. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills. But other than that, you go look at who they beat and who they lost. They lost to all the teams that are in the they playoffs. Beat the Steelers with Roethlisberger. Right, that was early on in the first game of the season. Right, but if you look at, at most of their wins, it all came against they beat teams. the Eagles. And the Eagles finished eight and eight, so nine and seven. Nine and seven. Where are you getting your math? No, I thought it was. I thought <laughs> your, your Patriots bias was no, 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 they no, beat no. One team. no, two they teams. Because you know why? Because because mean, the Eagles were bad all year, and when they beat them, they weren't that good. But you're right. Two teams. But I'm saying most of their wins, they piled up. They ate very well, got fat off a lot of bad teams this year. And I know they lost to the Chiefs and they lost to a couple other good Texans, teams. Right. You know, uh, but but I just – and if you look Ravens, at of Tom Brady and you look at this team, that defense yesterday, I mean, you want to say you're on bank on the defense on what they did well, yesterday? Well, that was the irony of it, right? And that's a great right. point. You said it. They, they gave up – like, that's what they live for. Put the put it the game in the hands of our defense, right? Offense will do enough. And Brady, you know, like you said, he didn't have a great game or season by any stretch. But he does lead them. They get the touchdown. They get the lead. Right, they're right. All they got to do is get a stop. Yep. And you you believe in that defense. And they let Ryan Fitzpatrick, who didn't turn right. into uh, Fitzpumpkin, it, right? It wasn't Drew Brees. <laughs> It wasn't Lamar Jackson. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick that led the game when he drove that their defense could stop. So, look, you hit it on the head. There's, there is no way. I can't imagine anyone outside of that locker room feeling good about where the Patriots are right now. I, I agree. The most diehard Patriots fans have got to be scared. I get the sentiment, and I, I would agree. I know you'll probably bury them period. And there's no reason to believe that they're going to make any type of long playoff run except looking at their history. But I will give them that respect 
I, I don't think, look, they're not better than Baltimore. They're not better than Kansas City. They may even get beat. I wouldn't be surprised if they get beat by Tennessee. Wow. In the first, I Are you going to step out there, Chris? Don't, don't hedge. I, I, I don't step, step out there. Out yet. We got a few days yet. Give me, give me some time to think about it and marinate. But that would make sense, though. Usually when it's all over, it crashes like that. And that would be they lose that game at home, have to play a wild card game, and then they lose, and then people would finally say, okay, uh, it's all over. You know what I mean? Like, like this is nothing like what we were used to seeing with the Patriots. And uh, I, I just don't think – I think it's been, a, you know, a very long run. We already know. Uh, but I don't think um, – I just don't see it. I'm with you. Uh, when you when you look at the other teams that they have to play, there are no cupcakes. There are no, no cupcakes. And, no, and the AFC has gotten – you know, it's pretty strong this year, obviously. I mean, like you said, at, at best – they're the third best team, and that's not going to be good enough to get out of even the second, you know, the second round. And they're on, and they're on the road now. You know what I mean? Right. So that's the other part. It's just, it's just harder. And you said it; they've never made it. They've never made it to the Super Bowl when they've had to go on the road, right? I, but I, what I was going to say, I understand their fans saying, "Look, you can't count us out." I don't know what it is. One percent. 5% chance or whatever to get to the Super Bowl. But I do think you've got to give, at least leave that little bit of wiggle room. I'm not doing it, For Chris. them to have some magic. And I get it because they don't, They there's nothing we've seen on the field to make us think they can make a run. Ask me if I think but the Patriots are going to get to the Super Bowl. Year. Are the Patriots going to get to the Super Bowl? No way, no how. And you can book it, Boston, New England. Book it. That Stop was it. Predictable Rob as Parker as Dwight Howard missing a free throw. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain things in life that you can come to expect, Chris. You know it. I'm not buying it. And you know what? I'm just, I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. This is proof of performance. On Undisputed on FS1. Before the season started, I made a big bet with Skip Bayless, who jumped at it, who would right would jump at it. I bet him that he that the Patriots would not make it to the AFC Championship game. Forget about making it to the Super Bowl or anything like Chris. I said they wouldn't make it to the AFC Championship game, and I think I'm going to be right on that one. I do not believe it because now they got to win two games. And I'm not sure that they can win two games. You will be right on that one. But how is that? How are you going to brag about that? Why? That's a big. That's a that's big. That's not call. big. What? To say they're not going to make it to the AFC title game when normally, hold on, normally they, they, they got a 42 year old quarterback. But if they would have done you what they normally they lost do, their all pro, uh, top 100 actually, uh, a tight end in history. They lost them. But if but Chris, they still they won. They got no receivers. They still won twelve games, right? And here's the other part: if but they you knew did, Kansas City was one team. Well, but now we you were. I don't think you thought Baltimore was that good. But you know, I picked Baltimore, them to win the division, right? But I didn't. I didn't know they were going to be this good and knock right. down all the good teams. But my only point is, normally that's a big bet only from this standpoint. Normally they win, right? Have a first round bye, and they only have to win one game to get to the AFC championship game do you know what i'm saying so to say that before the season starts you got to give me an ounce of credit i will give you love on the ravens that's a great pick and but i can't i mean uh, I, this i don't know i don't think it's that's that's 
that far out there. Wow. With okay. a 42-year-old quarterback? And we talked about it on our show because I was like, I didn't say they would make the AFC Championship. I would just say, I just said, you got to give them a shot. There's no way you write them off. Right. No, I I'll give you an ounce of, love, ounce All right. of credit. I'll take Because you I'll won your that. bet. You, you, some of your other predictions were better. Well, I had a couple That's of them. And we're going to talk about it. It's so much stuff going on uh, with this. But I, I do believe uh, when they lose uh, in the playoffs, this will be the official death of the Patriots dynasty. See, that's where I am not. We'll see what they do with Tom Brady. You know, a lot of people think this is his last year. I, I think this is his last year. I really do. Uh it, if I were them, I wouldn't. I mean, unless you've got a great option. And we talk about it. You, you've mentioned it all the time. You know, the Colts moved on from Peyton Manning. But they had Andrew Luck. No, I know. I the Niners it. moved on from Joe Montana. But they had Steve Young. Unless you love Jared Stidham that much. I mean, look, could you go out? If, if I can go out and get a Teddy Bridgewater, that's not bad. But here's what I would really be looking to do if I'm the Patriots. Because I don't. I am Rob. I don't think it has to be the end of the dynasty. If I'm the Patriots, I go out and get some better skilled position players because I've said it all year long. Tom Brady is no longer good enough to carry mediocre talent. They've asked him to do that at the skill positions for his entire career, essentially, you know, barring when he had Randy Moss, he got Gronk. But for the most part, they just filled in with mediocre players at the skill position or, you know, slightly above average. And he's made the most out of them. He can't do it anymore at 42. We saw it. We saw it this year. Pro- right. He can't. So you either need to move on from Brady, as you suggest, or go get some top flight skill position players. One or the other. And if they get top flight skill position players, I still think Brady can be good enough for them to, to have another run toward the Super Bowl. I just don't see that at all. I just, you, you know, like, I think everybody always believes, okay, well, he can just keep doing it, keep doing it. Father time is undefeated. And if you watch Brady this year, I'm not saying he be, can't play at all. And for 42, it's pretty amazing, Chris. It really is that he's still yeah. out there. But he's not the same quarterback. He just no. he just isn't. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I just don't see um, – yeah, uh, I, I just don't see he's never made a Super Bowl appearance uh, w- when they don't have a, a first-round buy. And that was when he was younger, and now you're asking him to do that at 42. Right. And you're asking him to do it with a defense that at home gave it up, you know, at at the end where they really, really needed that game. That was a huge game for uh, the Pats, and they weren't able to win it. I mean, No doubt. If that no game – we, we talked about it uh, last week on – uh, on our show, um, and I was saying that Miami always wins, seems to win a game from them, but Chris is usually down in Miami. Yep. So I wasn't feeling like the, the, the Dolphins were going to win that game because I was like, Patriots have too much to lose. It's in Foxborough. So I wasn't buying it. You know what I mean? I really yep. wasn't. Even though the, the Dolphins always seem to have their number, but this was a big loss for the Patriots. And uh, all over uh, New England, people cannot feel good this morning. All right, Rob Parker's got more proclamations to make. One being that Freddie Kitchens got a raw deal in the land. He'll explain next. It's the Odd Couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker in for Dan Patrick. This is the Dan Patrick Show.
Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of GEICO for a long time. And in five, four, three, two, one, I'm out. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hun.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hun.com for details. And Patrick show with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. We are the odd couple, and we're brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way in the all-new GT four-door coupe, because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. And if you missed any of the Dan Patrick show celebrity interviews this week from the Mercedes AMG man cave, just go to the Dan Patrick app where you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG man cave. Mercedes-AMG, driving performance. All right, Rob, we talked about the disappointing New England Patriots in the first segment, but they still have life. Now, I'm leaning toward, I'll make my official pick later in the week, I'm leaning toward Tennessee, led by former Patriot Mike Vrabel as the head coach, pulling the upset, but we'll see. But let's get to another team that was very disappointing as well. But they aren't alive, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Six and ten, lose to the hapless Cincinnati Bengals on the last weekend of the season. I'm shocked at you. I mean, you picked them to make the playoffs. You like what they did in the offseason. A lot of people did. People in Cleveland were so excited, right? They were finally – they had all these players. They had on paper. They had a young star quarterback or allegedly star quarterback. Uh, they wound up getting OBJ from the Giants. Everybody was like, wow, Kareem Hunt, who was a good player in Kansas City. All this stuff, Chris. Not, I'm not hugely surprised. Not shocked. Obviously, like you said, I picked them to make the playoffs as a wild card. I picked the Steelers to win that division. And shout out to Mike Tomlin. Did a very good job with his. Uh, he did with all the injuries and stuff. Yes. Yeah, carousel at quarterback. But. I'm, but I'm surprised because, obviously, again, I thought they'd be one of the final six teams standing in the AFC. But, Rob, what, what I saw with that team is just a straight-up lack of maturity. A straight-up lack of maturity. And I said it at points in the regular season, if this team gets on a run, which they really never did, <laughs> but if they got on a run and won three or four games straight, I could see them falling off because they wouldn't be able to handle it. The success would go to their head. 
I didn't like it. You and I have talked about it on our show, The Eye Couple, plenty of times. We didn't like all the trash talk before the season. Yep. The defensive back with Randall talking about, you know, we're going to be so good, people going to think we're cheating. Do something <laughs> first. I mean, really? Really? It was it was a joke, and they were just from – you saw what happened with Miles Garrett hitting somebody over the head with a helmet. I mean, all you saw the OBJ stuff, watch gate, cleat gate, visor gate. And it was just week after week, Baker Mayfield, all his comments. And now, you know, this past weekend getting into it with a fan, not a huge deal, but still, it just speaks to the lack of maturity that was on that football team. And, Rob, I think that's a big reason why they're not in the playoffs. No doubt about it. And it's really easy, Chris to look at Freddie Kitchens and put it all Very on him, easy. okay, because he was Very never a head coach. <laughs> right, it is. And Don't... you know, let's that, he did get fired. We said it early. Freddie Kitchens is gone. And, and and I don't have a problem with him being fired, Chris, because okay. he wasn't ready for that job, okay? But there's bigger fish to fry in Cleveland. And, in fact, there's a story out there on uh, NBC uh, Sports that uh, Mike Florio, right, Pro Football right. Talk had uh, that uh, the quote is John Dorsey is quote not completely safe in Cleveland and Chris I think mm. that that's fair in that John Dorsey is the one who put this all together Chris so it's easy to just blame the head coach but let's be honest remember when they were interviewing coaches John Dorsey was trying to force Freddie Kitchens who had started out as a running backs coach there became the offensive coordinator. Right, they had some success yep. last year with Baker Mayfield, so they wanted to keep him around to make sure that he was involved. And they tried to force him, telling these other proven coaches that they had to take Freddie Kitchens as their offensive coordinator. And all those coaches, Chris, said what? No way, no how, I'm not doing that. I'm going to pick my own offensive coordinator, right? Which is what most coaches are going to do. You're not going right. to force and give me my offensive coordinator, who's your Those guy. Is worth their salt. No exactly. No so what happened? They, they couldn't get anybody to take the job because Freddie Kitchens came with it. So John Dorsey gives Freddie Kitchens the head coaching job of a team, Chris, with those personalities, right? And uh, Baker Mayfield, OBJ, just all the people that were there. And I knew this was going to be a disaster. I told people this from that that this they weren't going to be able to come together this quickly. Not for a coach who hadn't proven himself as a head coach, and with the cast of characters. And when you look at the team, the way it was put together, you could say, "Oh, look at all the talent on paper." But I don't know if that really worked together. That's why they struggled. So John Dorsey, to me, is just as much to blame as Freddie Kitchens, Freddie Bathroom, whatever you want to call him today. But uh, if if I'm the ownership in Cleveland, I take a good long look at John Dorsey, and I'll say this right now, Chris, I would fire him along with Kitchens. Wow, I really would. He might have wow. and take a look at the makeup of the team. They got some talent. They're probably going to do wow. some tweaks. Yes, I would fire John Dorsey as well because he's the one who ultimately turned over the keys to the uh, Mercedes to a kid who just got their driving permit. And I mean Freddie Kitchens as far as never being a head coach. Yep. Look, I hear you in that when you're 6 and 10 and you've got the history of the Cleveland Browns, no, you can't leave any stone unturned, right? There's nobody safe. So you have to look at everything. You are a horrible 
franchise. Exactly. And you just had a disappointing season. So I'm with you in that I look at everything, including John Dorsey. However, at the end of the day, I keep John Dorsey, and here's why. Unlike Freddie Kitchens, John Dorsey has a track record of getting it done. He does. When he went to Kansas City, Rob, they had been 2-14 and 14 the year before he got there. They had made the playoffs one out of six seasons, and he turns around immediately. They become one of the top teams in the league. And then Cleveland, from 1-15, 0-16, and now 7-8, and 7-8-1, 6-10. And so I, I would give him another chance. But we're going to – let's get – we'll get to that later. Let's get to one of the great guys to talk to today, one of the great – Guys in the league, uh, very well liked around the league. And contrary to what some people say, did a did a very solid job as a head coach in this league in Oakland and with the Cleveland Browns. It is former NFL coach Hugh Jackson. Hugh, welcome to the Dan Patrick Show with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. How you doing? Hey, good. Thanks for having me, guys. Great it's to be here on Monday. This day, I mean... <laughs> I feel bad for a lot of coaches. Obviously, it's one of those jobs where, you know, you can get fired publicly and all that. But as a head coach, I mean, do you feel for these guys and just know that a day like today, Black Monday, how tough is this on head coaches? Oh, it's hard. I mean, I I do feel for them because I know uh, being one of 32 is a tremendous accomplishment. But when it's over, it doesn't just affect you. You know, all the highs that you get, that your family, your friends, and everybody that you're involved with feel when you get the job. They also feel the lows when it's over. Hey, hey Hugh, uh, you know, we were just talking about the, the Cleveland's play, uh, Cleveland Browns, and you, of course, worked there, and you were the coach. But but I thought John Dorsey putting Freddie Kitchens in the spot that he was in, where I thought he wasn't ready yet, and he tried to basically force him as the offensive coordinator on a couple of guys who had interviewed for the job. Nobody was willing to take it. How do you see that? Was Freddie Kitchens prepared to be a coach of of that team with that those personalities? I, th- I thought he was put in a tough spot. Well, you know, I, it's hard for me to say because I don't know what was discussed or how that was all brought about. Obviously, Freddie had been a running back coach, uh, had never been a coordinator, uh, and hadn't been a head coach. So, I mean, that is a tough spot to be put in. I think there's a progression to all of this. I think um, – uh, when you supersede the progression, sometimes things don't work out as well. So I'm not going to say that that's the reason why it happened that way. I don't have that answer. Uh, but I just do know that, uh, you know, obviously it didn't work. Uh, there's a tremendous, tremendous talent base there now. So whoever gets this job will have an opportunity to coach a lot of good players. Hugh, as Rob said, you were in Cleveland. And, look, under the present ownership, Jimmy Haslam, they have now had six head coaches since that ownership took over seven years ago. Wow. They've had 12 since the Browns returned to the NFL in 1999. And, and as we know, none of them have had success. From some of the big names to the, the unknowns, nobody's been able to turn it around. What do you think really at the root is the problem there in Cleveland? Well, obviously, you know, I was there. So, um uh, oh, you want to say that when you look at it, there's been a lot, as I've said before, as if, so I'm not saying something I haven't said before, there's been a lot of great coaches that have come through Cleveland and they've gone on from Cleveland and their careers have taken off. You know, so uh, it's hard for me to say what it is, but we, I think you're alluding to something. There is something, obviously, because for some reason it hasn't worked. 
and I hope it does because there's some tremendous there's a tremendous fan base there. Um, I think the players deserve it. Obviously, the fans deserve it. The organization deserves it. But I think what you have to do is look at what has been the common denominator of it all, you know, and just try to look through that and try to work through that piece and uh, see if you can figure out what it is that is the problem. Can I follow up quickly? Okay. Yep. Is we've seen owners that are maybe too involved, you know, hands on everything. Oh, Jerry Jones. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. (laughs) They're not letting the football guys do everything, do what they need to do. What is Jimmy Haslam like as an owner? I mean, obviously we see quotes from him, and he's somewhat involved. But is it too? Is he too hands on? Well, I, you know, again, he's you know, when I was there, um, Jimmy, you know, obviously has things that he wants to know. But I didn't feel like he was too hands on. You know, you just don't know, you know, who's talking to who. Sometimes that's all. In order for any organization to work, I think everything has to be aligned correctly. The vision has to be stated. And then you go make it happen. I think that's first and foremost in any organization that has to happen in order for it to have success. Our guest is Hugh Jackson, of course, former NFL head coach. This is the Dan Patrick Show, the odd couple with Chris Boussard and Rob Parker filling in. Hugh, we we mentioned uh, uh, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. Jason Garrett hasn't been fired yet, kind of hanging in the wind. Uh, What do you make of that situation and and how – you know, for it to come down on Jason Garrett, when you think about it, they did win the NFC East two of the last four years, I think it, it was, because they didn't win it this year and one other year, two of the last four. But yet, four, yeah. yeah, he 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 appears to be getting fired. What's wrong in Dallas? That roster's loaded. Yeah, that, that roster is loaded, you know. But sometimes there's a I, – I don't know exactly the number of years that Jason's been there. Ten years. But, yeah, but as you know, at some point in time, you just need a new voice. Sometimes the voice is worn out, you know, and maybe you're not getting through or to uh, the players like you need to in order to have success. And that's nothing against Jason Garrett or, or anything against the Cowboys organization. At some point in time, sometimes a new voice, a new thought process, a new vision creates excitement, creates, you know, different feelings among players. And sometimes you just have to do that. But, Hugh, one of the situations that I'm just not really – looking for a comment from you, but just maybe acknowledging it. Uh, it seems inconceivable that the Cowboys have won four playoff games in 25 years, and they've gone through, all you know, coaches and all kinds of situations. But Jerry Jones as an owner, is, is, is it possible for him to, 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 to look at the situation and maybe say, I'm, I need to step back or – you know what I mean? And let the coaches and the football football people do what they do. Is it possible or is it impossible for a guy like that who's so hands-on to back away? I think it's, I think it's hard for people to back away that's been very involved uh, because that, that's what gives them their value, you know, as they look at their teams and as they make decisions. So if you have people who are very hands-on and, you know, everybody's saying you need to step away, you might step away for a moment. But that's not who you are. Right. You know, and I still think everybody got to still be the best versions of themselves and the best that they can be. So if a guy has had success in putting it together, you can best believe he's going to stay involved in some capacity in order to keep, you know, him feeling that he's making a, uh, a uh, contribution to, to wins. Hugh, I want to go back to the Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield, who you had as a quarterback, and you were bringing him along slowly, and, you know, then when they let you go, he comes out and plays well last year. Really took a step back this year. 
you know, a lot of people thought he was the next hot thing and, and going to be the hot quarterback out of that draft. And he really struggled mightily this year. Two-part question. One, do you think he is their quarterback of the future? Like, they can rest and say, okay, this is our guy. We just got to get the right coaching staff in here. But he's our guy. We're not questioning that. And if so, what changes does he have to make? And is it even to some of the, you know, the outbursts he has? The, you know, can a guy be that type of, you know, have that type of personality as a quarterback? Because you don't see a ton of the top quarterbacks being that outspoken. Talk to me about that. Absolutely. I think Baker is who he is, but I think he even sees that he's going to have to adjust a little bit as he moves forward. There's no question I think he is the right quarterback for them. I think what happens in these situations, you've got to have people and surround him with people who can take him from A to Z. You know, whereas the football piece, the off the field piece, all of it. I just think that's what coaching a quarterback in the National Football League requires. It's not just the X's and O's, it's the things off the field and, you know, how you roll, how you go about your daily routine, you know, period. And I think that's so important. And not saying that that didn't get done, but from the outside looking in, you would question how many of those things were done, you know, at a high level uh, to have him continue to move forward in his second year towards success. Uh, he has all the things that I think a quarterback needs to have in a National Football League. What you have to do now is make sure you put the right people around him day in and day out for him to have success. Hugh, you had two chances as a head coach. Would you love a third one? Are you still out there want to get back in the uh, league and uh, get another opportunity to be a head coach? Oh, absolutely. I want to get back in the league. I know the process for me to get getting a third opportunity won't just happen. I know I probably need to go back and work my way back up the ladder, start back being a coordinator, running offenses again, uh, and go from there. But I want to coach. There's no question about that. And I feel hopefully that in this cycle I'll get a chance to do that. Hugh, there, you know, the Dallas job, if it comes open like most of us expect. When it comes open, it's going to come open. I agree. But Jason Witten's name has been thrown out there. Now, how legitimate that is, we don't know. But NFL reporters are saying he's a possibility. I mean, obviously he has no coaching experience. You haven't sat in that seat twice. It seems to me unfathomable that you can have a guy go from the playing field or the broadcast booth right away to a head coach in the NFL. Talk about that and what goes into that job, and do you think somebody can make that type of leap? I think that's too big of a leap, personally. It's just, just too many hats to wear. And to me, when you're the head coach, Everybody's looking to you to fix everything, not just offense, not just defense, not just special teams, things within the organization, things on an everyday basis dealing with the media, things dealing with other marketing, everything that goes on in a football organization. So if you haven't had any experience at doing those things, you could get start getting pulled in a lot of different directions really, really fast, and you end up doing nothing. So... I, I don't think that that's very uh, doable. I think uh, there is a price to pay um, to become a head coach in the National Football League, to even coach in the National Football League. And I think uh, people who supersede that normally don't have the success that, that they're looking for. All right, those are the words of Hugh Jackson. Great stuff. Hey, we Hugh, appreciate absolutely it. happy New Year to you and your family, Hugh. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, see you. It was a record-setting day for one NFL quarterback.
It's just not the kind of record you want. We'll explain next. I'm Chris Broussard. He's Rob Parker. We are the I Couple, and this is the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. And they're all right here on Fox Sports Radio. The Odd Couple filling in for Dan Patrick. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. And we are brought to you by Mercedes AMG Driving Performance. All right. We talked about uh, the Browns and the Cowboys and how disappointing uh, their seasons were. And the Patriots, you know, still alive, but been been a disappointment to a lot of people. Uh, Rob Parker, Jameis Winston. Let's go to him. Became the first quarterback ever to throw for 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in the same season. He actually threw for 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Now, let me me give him his props. (laughs) He led the league in in passing yards. 5,109 passing yards. He averaged 319 per game. The only quarterback, Rob, this year to throw for over 5,000 yards. So you, wait a minute, Chris. So he made it to the 30-30 club. If this was Major League Baseball, that would be pretty impressive. <laughs> right? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not. And Jameis, wasn't he a baseball player? Yeah. Pitcher, I think he was. Yeah, I mean, because, wow. I mean, think about the NFL celebrating what, Chris? The 100th anniversary of the league. Yep. And no quarterback had ever done that, which is incredible. Seriously. Uh, the 30 touchdowns and 30 picks, um, that that's pretty bad. Thirty And, and you're right, the 5,000 yards, uh, he kind of reestablished himself, right? You remember coming back this year? People didn't yep. know about Jameis Winston, you know? Um, yeah. I don't he, know. Yeah. Where he, do you go? Now, ironically, he likes the number 30 because there was a report last week that he's asking for about $30 million. On the market. Remember, he's without a contract. He's a free agent. Right. This was his proven year. Yep. I've got two comments. One, as I said, led the league in yardage. Rob, we are seeing, and you kind of have said this about Matthew Stafford, who you covered in Detroit many years. And I call Stat Patford. You know what I mean? Like, he puts up big numbers, but they don't win. Well, here are the top five 
quarterbacks this year in yards per or yardage, and, and it would be yards per game as well, but yards total, passing yards. Matt Ryan at number five, Phillip Rivers at number four, Jared Goff at three, Dak Prescott two, and Jameis Winston one. What do all those quarterbacks have in common? None of them are in the playoffs. That's why I tell you about these numbers. The numbers are overblown, and a lot of times, Chris, if you're on a bad team, guess what? What are you doing? Defenses are backing right. up, giving you room in front of them, correct? Blown out. And yes, yeah. and yep. you got to throw the entire game in the second half, and you put up these numbers. As long as they don't let you score quickly over their heads, they'll let you throw all day in front of them. Yep. And yep. that's why those numbers, it's unbelievable. You just well, said it. All, none of those guys are going to the playoffs. Nope. And that's why, like, we have to reevaluate or just understand that throwing for a ton of yards, as you, you explained it, it doesn't mean a ton. Sometimes it may. Sometimes you have a great game and, you know, but if it's not tied to winning and not tied to touchdowns, then in a lot of cases they're empty numbers. And this season is great proof of that. Here's my second thing for you, Rob. So where would you go? Like, if you're a franchise and you need a quarterback, would you have any interest in Jameis Winston? You'd have to kick the tires on him because the guy, obviously, I mean, you just can't poo-poo totally. And a lot of teams are looking for quarterbacks, Chris. Maybe, maybe he matures. Maybe he can get that. Somebody could work with him over the – uh, decision kind of thing. It's one thing if you don't have That's any skills. Problem. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, he has skills. So it's a decision-making process that you need to get across, and maybe the right guy could get it out of him. So I'm not ready. He's a young guy, too, right? He's a young guy. He's still young, no doubt. Right. No so doubt. so it's it's one of those situations 20, where he's 25. That's right? what I'm he's saying. About be, he's, he's about to be 26 this week. He's Next young. Week. Yeah, 26 years old. So I'm not ready to give up on him and think that he can't. Uh, uh, maybe turn the corner, but but no, I agree. I, I that's his one. Obviously, his one problem is decision making. That's it. And he he, if you can get the right coach to help him mature in that respect, then I would you know I would not give up on him because as you say, he's obviously got a big arm. You know, thirty three touchdowns was the second most in the league to Lamar Jackson this year. And he's this is the he's never actually thrown for more interceptions than he has touchdowns. Now, I'm, that's not saying a ton in this day and age, but still, he's you know he's always thrown. You know, second year in the league, he had twenty eight touchdowns, right? Him, you know, and only eighteen picks. So, I I definitely wouldn't give up on him. I don't. I'm not looking to pay him thirty million. Oh but no! I, I get him asking that you start high. You always ask for if the I'm moon, agent, right? Right. And if you can get him in the you know high twenties, twenty seven. I mean, in this day and age, it sounds crazy, but that's the going rate. I would not give up on him. Uh, if I'm a team, I I try to make it work with Jameis Winston. Yeah. I, you know, if I have the right coaching staff in place, and maybe if you're trying to lure him as a free agent as well. All you got to do is throw in some crab legs, and you probably get a deal done. <laughs> you know he's never going to live that down, right? I'm sorry. No, he's not. He's not. Uh, certainly when he's uh, throwing 30 interceptions. He's he, he got to do something uh, more positive on the field to override that. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. It, it feels like Tampa Bay may move on. Uh, but I don't know where they're going, but they, they may be the team to move on from him. 
But famous Jameis. And, and Vinny Testaverde, I believe, holds the record for 35 interceptions in a year, or he was the last quarterback to throw for over 30. Jameis reminds me of Vinny. Gunslinger, right? right. And Vinny had some success. You remember with that Jets team, they yeah. thought they were going to get there with he Bill was Parcells. very much yep. like, like Jameis, erratic and all that. So don't give up on him just yet. It's the Odd Couple, Dan Patrick. Happy holidays from your friends at Podcast One. Hi, everyone. It's Becca from the Lady Gang. We wanted to say thank you to all our advertisers for their support this year. We couldn't do it without you. Have a very happy holiday season. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for listening this year and have a happy and safe holiday. Hi, it's Barbara Paxi. We're wishing you a happy new year. And this is Nicole. Yeah. And we're wishing you a happy holiday. Hey, everyone. It's Tina Shea from Shenanigans. Just wishing you all happy holidays and a very happy new year. Hey, guys, it's Nas and Nadia from Ladies Like Us. We want to wish our listeners a very happy holiday and say thank you to all our advertisers who support our show. We could not do it without you. Happy holidays. Hey, it's Heather and Terry Dubrow. Hello. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Chuck, I know you love being Santa. No, I am Santa. Yeah. All day, every day. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays from I'm adulting like a mother father. Hey, everyone. It's Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine Podcast wishing you a very happy holiday season, and thank you for all of your support this year. Tis the season of giving. And we know you're looking for gifts for your family and friends right now. So check out our amazing sponsors who bring you showmans every week for free. Give us your ears. And they'll give you awesome deals. And we will give you more of the content you love. Hey, it's Heidi Pratt. I just want to thank all of our amazing sponsors for making this show possible and everything that they do so we can have this free podcast for you guys every week so thank you so much to all of our awesome sponsors we love you and we really love all your products so thank you hey everybody steve austin here and i want to wish you a very happy holiday season and a happy new year and that's the bottom line by the time you finish this ad 1157 people will have planned their travel on skyscanner skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. <laughs> 